And I can't grab anything out of my mouth because I'm covered in cat hair. Well, you can't blame it on me because I did clean off the microphone before I. No, it's, put it's it been in this motherfucker. Yeah. He's just been rubbing my face for the past 10 minutes. Does this count as a cat interruption? Oh, are we on? We are on. Oh. <laughs> uh, please identify yourself. I am Debbie Hodges. And I am Chris Nays. Welcome to Watchers on the Couch, Castle Rock. We're back. Yay. It's been four months since we covered... The original It? Yeah, Tim Curry's It. Has it really? Yeah, because I've, I've looked up just to prepare for this intro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a minute. It's been a whole summer. Wow, it doesn't feel like that. we hung out and done a podcast together. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, thank you for apologizing. <laughs> I feel like this year has just flown by. I can't believe in a couple of days it's going to be October. Yeah. So we're not going to get into personal stuff here, but for you and I, it's been our summer of crying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay because, you know, we're gathering, we're joining together today to totally ignore those things, oh yeah right? yeah yeah not talk have, about something cool right not have a cry <laughs> fest at all so um if this is the first time that whoever you are listening to this is listening to this mm-hmm. this is a podcast where we talk most of the time about uh castle rock the series on hulu However, in between, we like to cover anything Stephen King that comes up. And holy cow. And holy cow, there is like a ton of stuff happening uh, in the book world and in movie world and in TV world. It's like 2019 is just the year of Stephen King. Yeah, 19. And then even going back 18 and 17. Right. You know, I think 17 is when the first part of this movie we're going to cover today came out. Oh, yeah. Summer of 17. So we're kind of on a roll talking about all kinds of Stephen King stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Lucky for Watchers on the Couch because there's a whole lot of nothing going on right? with that podcast. But uh, we are but a mere one section of said podcast. So if you like what you hear today, go back and check check out all of that stuff. Uh, we were going to be joined today by my friend Garrett, who also happens to be guitarist in our band together. I usually say my band, but that's incorrect. It's all mm-hmm. of our band. But right? it's not my band. Right. It's, it's, not, not, it's not your not band. Our band. <laughs> right. <It's> Although, your... <laughs> are you trying to hint that you would like to join the band? or I am not musically inclined at oh, all. Okay, so no then? No. I, right. could, I could hit the, the uh, more cowbell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could use that. Um, We were going to be joined by my friend Jarrett. And then when I was in the planning stage of actually scheduling this podcast, finally, um, you know, you and he, let's see, how do you say this? Mm -hmm. You and him saw it a while ago. Is that, that's not (laughs) grammatically correct, is it? (laughs) You and him? I have no idea how to say that, but you guys saw it way earlier than I did. Right. Um, Not together, but we no, saw it way earlier. Right. I saw it maybe like week three or four, finally. Yeah, I saw it the day it came out. Right. At so, three o'clock in the afternoon. 
because of my work being completely insane and having literally almost no free time whatsoever, I finally got a day where I could go and spend three hours in a movie theater to watch this movie, which off the top, let's just say that's way too long. It, it was long, but I, I didn't have to pee during it. so I didn't either. So we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long time for me to say this, but Jarrett is not here today no. because he decided he was less enthusiastic once he had covered it on his own show. So I'm going to plug his show now. Um, he runs a podcast with a friend of his called Wild Pretty Things. Mm. And uh, most of the stuff that he covers is either movies or TV about women who are in danger. And uh, that covers a lot of ground with um, stuff that is out recently. Usually the women are always in danger. Yeah, (laughs) right. And not always the men who save them. No. (laughs) Right? It's too progressive of a world today Mm -hmm. for it to be just that. So anyway, great podcast. They have already posted their review of this movie ahead of ours mm. so um i'm not mad about it so what was what was their review just just one sentence what was their review i honestly i haven't been able to listen to it um, and also i didn't want it to color oh you didn't want it to review. influence okay yeah so that makes sense however their review of the first it was good and um definitely not the first it but the first remake mm-hmm. it chapter one right uh was good was a good listen so go and check that out and um instead of shit talking jared for not showing up today send them a grenade of love with the five-star review on their podcast how about that that sounds great and when they get five-star reviews that come from here they'll know that it's a five-star review with a little bit of a a backhanded it's like a backhanded compliment right right because <laughs> he didn't show up to ours right but he did his own excuse Jared, me one moment i'm you. gonna cough <coughs> you did the right thing you turned sideways <clears throat> away from the microphone i'm getting over something and i have this lingering you're cough, also getting so. better at doing the show <gasps> thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> that you know to do that says a lot oh. um i'm not sure if i'll include it but we, are, we already do have one cat interruption for today uh, right at the top, mm-hmm. Venom's getting nice and comfortable. He looks like he's going to fall off. Previous champion of season one of Castle Rock. Oh, yeah. He na- he destroyed the competition. Exactly. Like, not anywhere close were the other cats. Well, as you can tell, none of the other cats are even in the room with us. <laughs> yes. It's just him laying in front of me on the table. You said he's been starved for attention lately, so. Yeah, he's, well, he acts like he's starved for attention. Yeah. He's not really? Is that what you're saying? No. He's greedy. <laughs> greedy with his attention. So, before we get to the review of It Chapter 2, uh, which is still in theaters if people listening to this haven't seen it yet, I suggest going and checking it out for yourself, then come back to this. But we're going to talk a bunch of Stephen King news up top. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, let us do that. First off, I have to say... Stephen King's new novel, The Institute, is in stores. And in libraries. And in libraries. Forgot to mention you are a librarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very short background on Debbie and I. We 
went to high school together. That is how we know each other. Mm-hmm. And we both have a shared love of everything Stephen King. So mm-hmm. even the bad stuff. Right. <laughs> so um, there's your background. Anyway, uh, have you started reading this novel yet? No, I have not. I have not been in a reading mood. Really? Yeah. Well, um, since I have, I guess I can give my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe... I mean, I, I'm really interested by what I read summary-wise. Yeah, the like logline of it or whatever. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. The blurb, yeah. if you will. Um, yeah, so anyone out there who's listening to this, you can go and pick this up. But basically, what is happening... Um, well, okay, so my experience in reading this, it starts out with different characters than the bulk of the book has been so far. So you get this opening chapter or two of a totally separate sort of story hmm. of uh, centers on a drifter who uh, is a former police officer and then ends up in this kind of podunk town and takes a sort of like low-level policing job there Mm -hmm. just out kind of out of nowhere he's just he's seemingly making and i know i should have said spoilers but this isn't book spoiling stuff i gotta say because i I have no idea where this is going at all i mean mean? it's stephen king you gotta have some type of police officer yeah exactly so um that's how it kind of starts out then it moves to what the probable i don't remember if i read the blurb on or not but um, children are being kidnapped that have special abilities. Right. That's pretty much what the blurb says. Right. And, um, you know, kind of the joy in reading Stephen King is like uncovering new things as you go through it. So I'm definitely not going to get into any of that. <laughs> um, I am about, let's see, a little over 200 pages in and a 500-ish yeah it's page, not so. it's not his biggest book no and it, that's kind of been a thing recently of like either his work or his co-authored stuff is like it's a little bit shorter mm-hmm. which actually i'm into because to get um as much of like a you know he tells rich stories right mm-hmm. so to get the story in it kind of has to move at a fast pace right you know what i mean it's not drawing it out yeah you're not you know, like I recently read The Stand. I recently read The Tommyknockers. He gets stuck on descripting. Um, like yeah, he, he gets really describing. stuck on, yeah, and you're like three pages in and you're like, wow, we're still describing this medicine cabinet? Sure, yeah. And I think okay. like he has gone through phases of like waxing and waning out, in and out of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so I much more enjoy this kind of thing instead of those that I just mentioned. Right. Where... It seems like it takes a little bit for him to get where he's going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Instead, you are right in smack dab in the middle of things that are happening. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I feel like this is going to continue in that fashion, and I hope it does. And when we start talking about Castle Rock uh, Season 2, which is coming up really quickly, yeah, uh, I will give my further thoughts on that and then hopefully you get time to read it as well because i like to hear what you think yeah i definitely want to read it reminds me of um his books like from a buick eight mm-hmm. and the, the more paranormal fantasy yeah, yeah. than horror right um i don't know i kind of like stuff in both of those you know what i mean like yeah i don't know 
the the most reason that I just finished before I started Institute Doom was Tommy Knockers, and that's an Alien uh, book, which I had no idea. Like I went in completely blind to what the story is about. Um, can't remember if I mentioned this or if this had even happened by the time uh, we last podcasted, but. I uh, drove over across the river to Illinois for a Facebook marketplace pickup of like 20 Stephen King books. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I got uh, worked over on that one or not because so she positioned the books where the spine was out. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't actually like when I was picking them out and just piling them into my own box. I didn't inspect them as well as I should have, and there was a tiny bit of water damage oh. on some of them. Like, there's, like, spot, like brown spots on yeah. some of them. And, like, it's not enough to make me not want to buy them, but I probably would have asked for, like, a couple bucks off. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, anyway, I'm not sure if she did that purposely or not. It's fine. You know mm. what I mean? I got a whole bunch of hardcovers for mega cheap as it was. So, anyway. Um, I've been digging into a whole bunch of Stephen King that I had never read before. So can't say it went all bad. You right. know what I mean? And then this new book is great. So I hope people check that out. Speaking of things that have returned, Mr. Mercedes is back. Uh, have you been able to watch any of that? No, I don't know where I can get it since I don't have, what is it, Direct or Dish? Or... It's uh, Direct TV, yeah exclusively yeah. which is stupid i'm not i'm not i'm not up i'm not hip on how to um find things on the internet yeah like that it's kind of scares me <laughs> so um if you have a laptop that you can easily hook up to your television mm -hmm. i can clue you into that uh -huh. okay. it goes for listeners too i'll help you cool <laughs> find the way um otherwise dvd uh, it is on DVD and Blu-ray. The first, oh, it really is the first two seasons. So I might or, have to make the library get those. Yeah. So um, since you're halfway in charge of that, yeah, <laughs> I would say do that. I got the hookup. I know who to tell. Uh, third season has started. I really like it so far. Very loosely follows the plot of the second book. Uh, the first two seasons covered the first season and then the third book, mm -hmm. or the first book and then the third book. So. Um, still features many of the same characters more so than the second book did. They're kind of finding ways to keep those other characters that you like the second book totally diverges. Didn't you say you didn't like the second book as much? Um, or was that sort of, I just like really, really loved the first book and mm -hmm. those characters within and when the bulk of it didn't even feature any of them, right? it was like, okay, well, I don't get where, I don't know how this is going to tie in. Eventually it did, you know, and it takes place in the same town-ish, mm -hmm. you know? So third season, they found ways of circumventing and getting those people involved. Bringing it back around. Right. So um, there's also plot differences that are huge, like that have to do with the end of the second season. I don't want to give any of this away. Right. <laughs> so I'm not. But uh, like, I'm just talking in code. Right. Um, I am really enjoying the third season so far. Those have been two episodes that have aired so far. So people should watch that. I have Kinsley yelling at me now. Yeah. Features. Uh... Shit. Um, okay. So guy in Harry Potter who's a teacher who has a messed up eye. Oh, Moody. Yes. That actor is in it. 
Um, Don't remember his name, but he's the main character. Yeah. So. Um, I like him. Also, Bruce Dern shows up mm. in the third season out that's, of nowhere. That's right. You said that. Yeah. And it's awesome. Uh, trying to think of who else. Oh, um, do you watch Orange is the New Black? No. Okay. So there's a lady who plays a Russian lady who is imprisoned with everyone else in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is also in it. So that's who people would know if you haven't checked out um, Mr. Mercedes yet. Anyway, also read the books. They're really good. Um, let's see. Okay, so Dr. Sleep trailers are out. Mm-hmm. Have you watched those? Yes. What are your thoughts on those? I'm excited. Yeah? Um, have you read that book? No. Okay, so... Uh, as far as I know from the trailer, it looks like they're following it pretty faithfully. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look very interesting. Danny's all grown up. Uh, he's using powers to help people die in a really nice way. <laughs> <laughs> Basically works at sort of like a hospital, nursing home-ish type thing. Excuse me. And um, Ewan McGregor stars in it. Mm-hmm. Also a great actor. I'm really interested to see how... See, so, okay, so the book (coughs) could follow either the movie version that Stanley Cooper did or the original book. It really doesn't matter. You could come into this movie without having read Dr. Sleep Mm -hmm. or The Shining, uh, novel forms, or have well, I mean, obviously you want to know. You want to have <laughs> one seen or, at least one yeah. or the other before going in. You know right. what I mean? But they're interchangeable. You're saying? Yeah, I think so. It seems that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The novel, for sure, you could have not read the first novel and still be able to read the second. There's just enough ties in that right. it's fine. Uh, so that's something to look up on YouTube if you haven't yet. I can't remember when that comes out. I think it's November ish. I feel like that sounds right. And there's yeah. a couple trailers out now, right? Right. And yeah, two. I think there's two. Uh, okay, so in the tall grass is coming to Netflix. That is a uh, co-authored either book or short story. I'm not sure. I, I haven't read it. Story. Um. He did that with one of his sons. Is that Owen? I don't remember. I saw it on the trailer, but I don't remember which of his sons wrote it. I think it's they're both authors. So uh, anyway, um, shit, I can't remember the lead actor in that either. He is. (laughs) He was. um, He was in. um, He was in Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays Night Owl in the Watchmen. And then he's in some spooky movies that I have never seen that uh, are about, about possession. Yeah, what are those called? The whole trilogy of them. No, oh, I don't shit. know. <laughs> It'll come to me in like 20 minutes. Okay, fair enough. Um, but the trailer I watched yesterday, it looks interesting. I'm not 100% into it. Um, but the basic plot line is a bunch of different people are hearing somebody yell for help in this cornfield cornfield or just tall Tall grass grass, field or whatever and uh they all become trapped by this field yeah Yeah, they can't get out there's some kind of church in there as well 
Um, brings back sort of Children of the Corn feels yep. a little bit. Definitely. There's definitely a creepy kid in the trailer. So I don't know much beyond what the trailer is. I'm in. Yeah. We'll, we'll be watching it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, even with the bad stuff, you and I, I feel like, are gluttons for punishment <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to Stephen King. We'll watch literally anything. But... I, you know, you guys see how bad it is sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes, like... Stuff goes all the way around and becomes good because it's so bad. Right. You know what I mean? So, and generally speaking, like Netflix content that is original. It's pretty good. A lot of it is really good, right? Yeah. Latest thing I watched was Between Two Ferns. I have not seen that yet. That's actually funnier die. So I, I, they've released it on Netflix. I feel I'm really bad about watching things that make people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I don't, I never watched his uh, show, like the online. Yeah. Because it was just online bits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the website. I never watched it really because it just made me so uncomfortable <laughs> with how uncomfortable they felt. Yeah. Even though I know it's all staged. Right. So the thing, we'll see, the thing with that is they never revealed that it was all staged before. Oh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no one ever said yay or nay on that. Um, and they, they, I believe the director, Scott Ackerman, wanted to keep it that way. Like, he was against doing the blooper reel at the end of the movie, which there is one. Oh, nice. And it is amazing. Yeah, I feel like it's like Borat or something. But these people know that they're in on the joke. Yes, they do. And, you know, now we know that. Mm -hmm. But And people had inklings towards it because obviously he's a comedian. He's not a dick. You yeah, I, mean? I never really felt like it was real, but I just still couldn't watch it because it just made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, that and that is the point. Yeah, <laughs> that is. The I co- can't watch like, awkward that's the things. Of it that, it so. makes me feel awkward. Yeah. So, um, anyway, in the tall grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch Netflix, people. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, what somebody are you, uh, you, somebody you know has it. What are you doing at this point? Not you, but. Everyone out there listening who doesn't have Netflix, who are you? (laughs) Hulu users only, apparently. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, Debbie, have you seen the Shining deep fake with Jack Nicholson and Jim Carrey? No. So, you definitely need to watch that. Is that on Um, YouTube? That is on YouTube. This is a thing that has become... Yeah, the deep fake. Yeah. Because technology has progressed so far with video uh face swapping that it is absolutely unreal yeah it's seamless yeah right well actually unreal is the exact opposite way to describe it it looks completely (laughs) real. very real it looks like jim carrey is in the shining Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying he has the exact same facial expressions top to bottom it's very very weird how long is it uh, it's just the, I believe it's just one scene. Okay. So, and I think it's where um, it's Wendy Johnny. is coming into the room while he's typing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he is admonishing her. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. totally like, the, I mean, he acts crazy throughout that entire movie. Like, there is not a scene in that where you don't immediately think he's crazy, which is one of... Stephen King's main complaints about his acting in that movie, like that is totally it was supposed not to be a character. slow progression right. to madness. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that, 
Jack Nicholson just acts crazy the entire movie. So anyway, it's worth checking out. Um, I wanted to at least turn you on to it. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. If not everybody who listens to this. It's ridiculous. It's maybe the craziest of all of the deep fake <laughs> videos so far. And then, of course, we have to mention um, the Castle Rock Season 2 trailer. Yay! Um, we sort of knew already from reports online that it was going to be Misery-based. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, Annie, the main character of Misery-based. But uh, we got a lot more in this trailer. I haven't watched it for a little bit because as you know, I've told you many times, I don't like to watch them too much. Mm -hmm. I feel like trailers give away too much. Too much. See, I feel like they give away a lot, but you don't know what context any of it's in. Sure. So it could mean literally nothing to you when you're watching it, you know, if it's a good trailer, right? That's the case. Um, I felt that way when I did watch it, the one or two times that I did watch this trailer, but I don't want to. I don't want to go back and watch it again because I. I would rather experience it the way they want to tell it on the show, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, are you excited? Yes. Although I'm still sad that we're not going to have Skarsgård. Yeah, but isn't there a Skarsgård? Isn't someone involved in it? Not this one. I thought um, that there was. I thought maybe. No, no. His brother is going to be in the stand. Oh, that's right. As okay, Randall that's Flagg. what you told me. Yeah, or right? I believe so. Yeah. Denim Dan. Uh yeah, he yeah, he's playing um Ale- Alexander Skarsgård, the brother yeah, from True Blood. Right. Is playing um <laughs> Denim Dan. Denim Dan. Like <laughs> Randall Flagg. Yeah. He goes by many names, none of which I could think of in those 2 seconds. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I'm excited for that too. I, as I mentioned before, I recently read The Stand for the first time, the gianter mm. <laughs> version of it, which it doesn't need to be, but it is. It's so long. Um, it's, it's, listen, it looks, da- it, like, just looking at the book is more daunting than actually <laughs> reading it. It actually moves along pretty quickly. So It's like when you're um, going to watch it, too, and you look at the guide, and you're like, yeah. oh, my God, six hours, or however long it is. Um. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed reading that. But back to Castle Rock. I'm I'm still kind of stoked on the idea that every season we're going to get new kind of stuff instead yeah. of just treading over the same characters I just, again. I wish they would they would do it that way, new season, new stuff, but mm-hmm. then also kind of like, you know, show snippets of what has previously happened. I don't think that's out of the question. Somehow intermingle it, you know? Yeah, I don't think that we're not going to get that. I hope so. I believe that there will be um especially if we're staying in the same town. Yeah, I believe there'll be winks at things that previously happened. Um I think that we're still going to be like noticing things from different books, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think us doing the podcast again will be still fun to do. Right. You know what I mean? Because they'll still be referencing other things. So, and a lot of the fun of that first, like I think at least half of the fun of watching that show the first time and then rewatching it to look for like all the clues Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah. 
was was finding things that in some cases like I still haven't seen people reference certain things that we mentioned on the show mm-hmm. anywhere. You know what I mean? In reference to that first season. Now, to be fair, people don't generally go back and watch shows over and over. You know and what I mean? Taking very extensive yeah. notes like yeah. we did. So, you know, it is what it is. But um I am excited for Castle Rock season two. Yes, we will be covering it um fairly extensively. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know the exact date on that, but I think it's in October. So really soon. Mm-hmm. And those will be coming up in this feed. And um, we hope that you guys in, out there all enjoy it and participate just like you did last season and all that fun stuff. And if you don't have Hulu, wait until the very last minute, <laughs> yeah. right before the show starts airing. <laughs> Get your free trial. Right, exactly. Um, You've already had a free trial. Create a whole new email address system. I should mention, and I don't know if I mentioned this in on the in-between shows that we've done, but once I canceled my Hulu after that first season, um, since then Lindsay has gotten her own, mm-hmm. but they sent me the most desperate sounding emails all the time. Please come back. Please to us. come back. We'll give you three months free. Ooh. It's like, Oh no, three months. Well, I got to come back now. Were they, did they offer any of the, um, cause I paid the extra dollars, so mm-hmm. I don't have commercials. Mm-hmm. Did they offer the no commercial package to Probably. you at all? Ooh. I mean, they sent me so many emails, Debbie. See, it was you should have taken the no commercial offer. Yeah, you're right. I should have. I'm full with, Full of regret right now, <laughs> um, especially since I'm gonna. I mean, well, actually, no. I'm gonna use Lindsay's computer. Yeah, <laughs> Why would I not do that? <laughs> okay. It'd be funny if you're both paying for Hulu. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> stupid of us to do that. I'm sure there are people that do that though. To like my computer. <laughs> you cannot get on my Hulu account and mess with my favorite. My thing. algorithm. Right. <laughs> there are definitely people out there that are like that though. Okay, so we're going to take a short intermission that... You won't even notice. Exactly. We'll be right back. And we are back from our brief intermission. Let's talk about this movie, It Chapter 2. Let's do it. Uh, Okay, so let's just mention the cast up top. Jessica Chastain as Wendy. Right? Wendy? Is that her? Oh, I wrote down Bev. the wrong name. Bev. Mm-hmm. Why did I write Wendy? I don't know. I was like, wait. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Oh, I was thinking Shining, I guess. <laughs> All right. So first correction up top. That's wrong. Um, James Bev. McAvoy's Bill. Bill Hader's Richie. Uh, Bill Skarsgård returning as Pennywise, of course. And then the rest. <laughs> <laughs> the other people, nobody else knows. No, I mean, literally have no idea who any of these other guys are. I, ha- I wrote their names down if you'd like me to mention them, but I don't think it's ne- it's necessary. Uh, I do know that the original... Um, the guy that stays in town, what the hell is his name? Mike. Mike the original yeah. Mike and, um, and the original It, mm-hmm. apparently he made a cameo... Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't notice him. Yeah. 
And then apparently there was another cameo, the um, the scene where Ben is uh, having like that meeting that he's not really at. Uh, in the meeting, like uh, of like all the guys there, you know that he's like remoted into mm-hmm. um, the original kid Ben, the that he was now grown up, you know, was in that scene. So they had a couple of people from the original movie. Well, that's yeah, I didn't know that. So thank you for knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I mean. If any of that made sense, since I don't know it, the real names or it did make sense. <laughs> so you're talking about people that were in the Tim Curry right version, right? Um, yeah, I yeah, Child Ben in the Tim Curry version mm-hmm. is now an adult, obviously, right. and he was in part two. Okay, in so that's scene, why I didn't notice. Yeah, in the I scene with the new adult Ben. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, really deep knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. Um. So okay, so going into this, what were your? Did you have any concerns or initial thoughts before we even start watching? I had seen some um, reviews, non-spoiler mm-hmm. reviews from people who had seen it, and the only thing that worried me was the consensus was it wasn't as scary, mm-hmm. and Bill Hader was amazing. Like that's, that's what I came into it and it was three hours long. Yeah. So my expectation was it was going to be amazing, but I had a feeling it wasn't going to be. Uh, similarly, I also read that it was too long. I could have told you that just by looking at how long it was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw that it was three hours and I was like, oh no. And then you add 30 minutes of previews to it. Right. Um, which we'll talk about that a little bit too. Uh, a certain moment in the previews. Uh, but yeah, um, I also, I'm a member of a, uh, horror sort of group on mm-hmm. Facebook of some friends from here in town who are big, you know, genre buffs or mm-hmm. horror buffs. Um, just general movie lovers that talk about stuff as they see it. Um, and they also, they mentioned that they didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I went in with that in mind but i wasn't gonna let it ruin it for me no no i was i was still hoping for the best right and um i did know beforehand that we were gonna get some revisiting by some of the kid cast from Mm -hmm. chapter one so i was hopeful for that because of how the book initially is presented with the kids' stories and the adult stories sort of happening in conjunction yeah, with one another. You know what I mean? Flashbacks, all right? The time. And this movie is definitely flashback heavy, um, for good or ill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to say though, the I need to watch this movie again, and mm-hmm. I told you this through text, but the video quality was really poor in the theater we were in. Yeah, that's interesting. It was really dark. So the scary scenes where something's creeping up from behind, mm-hmm. you know, and is like coming into focus. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see a lot of that because it was so dark the quality. Yeah. And I know many people complained and I don't know if it was something they just couldn't fix while the movie was going. Or well, what, you told but... me that uh, over text and I have since remembered that that happened to me during the Pokemon movie. And it, did we talk about the Pokemon movie? I think we did. I don't remember. But I, I'm pretty sure on my s- sometime we discussed the Pokemon movie for whatever reason. I loved it. 
Yeah, I also enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely a kids movie, but um, I watched all the bonus features. It was amazing. Oh I, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, it it was also dark. Yeah, I that remembered would that suck because that movie's so bright. Yeah, so um, that definitely I was noticed, and it right. was the same theater, right, Ronnie's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know and what's going the, on there, the, but the DLX theater. So it was supposed to be, you yeah. know, the really nice one. So. Boo to that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's a, a big concern. When I pay money to go and see a movie, I want it to look nice. Right. You know what I mean? And when it's noticeably dark, that's not nice. No. <laughs> so that sucks. Um, yeah. So I think that kind of took away from the scary aspect, for me at least, because I wasn't seeing half of it. Yeah. So, um. My experience going to the theater was that I was in week three or four and the movie on a Friday night was completely packed. Mm. I wasn't sure what that was about. I immediately started thinking like, well. And who'd you go with? I went alone, actually. Um, Only because Lindsay was working. But uh, it was my only chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I barely get a night off of work now. So it's like I got to go when I get go- what yeah, I can go. Yeah, you working so much overtime, all these yeah. hurricanes. So that immediately made me think that this movie is probably going to be aimed at bigger audiences. It's going to – I'm thinking immediately that it's probably going to be less scary because mm-hmm. there are so many people here. And then also parents brought their kids. Yes, we had kids in the theater. I – do not think that that should be happening. No. This is not a movie for kids. No. There's definitely stuff in this movie that is way intense for kids. See, this is what I think they should do with rated R movies. If you, if your kid is able to see a rated R movie, then maybe make it available to them a month after the movies come out. Mm-hmm. Don't allow them to come. Yeah. When it first comes out, you know, and then make it and then make those theaters known. So, yes, this is a rated R movie. You can bring your children if you want to. Right. And then everybody knows that there's going to be kids. Right. Because I can't imagine bringing a child to a scary movie like that. I wouldn't. (laughs) If I was if I was a parent and that I want I did want to. Yeah. So I'm glad you shared your thoughts on that, because as as a person without kids, I don't have perspective on that. Really? But I just know, like, if I had a kid, I wouldn't bring him to see this movie. And my child wants to see these movies. Yeah. And there's no way in hell he's No, you wait yet. until he's age appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> At least 10. It's just common sense, right? Yeah. So on first page of notes, I just have a whole bunch of overall thoughts. So I'm going to save those maybe for towards the back half of this. Uh, and sort of we'll just go through the movie and then come back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Okay, so we sort of open with bullies, um, murdering or throwing or beating this, this gay man up, this gay teen up, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly how the book goes. Yeah, that is the thing that happens in the book. Yeah, and, and I was happy that they put that in because that's something that they didn't put in in the original movie. Yeah, and... Um, you know, the novel references a whole bunch of murders and terrible things that happened in Derry mm-hmm. um, as it's going through the story of the kids and, and the adults, right? Um, so 
this scene totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. I liked it as an opening. I loved it because I had just, like I said, I, well, I've been trying to read it. And yeah. It's a, work, and, it's a work in progress trying to right. read it because it's very, it's a lot. For sure. So when, so for me, I've only gotten through to a certain point. Right. And watching this part, I was like, wow, they're really sticking to the book. Yeah. So, you know, it sort of solidifies, okay, you're back in this world. And now we're 27 years on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mike is still in the town. And it's sort of the ramping back up of these murders and terrible disappearances and things that are happening, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Mike then pulls the losers club back together by calling each of them individually as adults, which can you imagine getting that call? Can you imagine being a successful person? Cause they all kind of had their own successes outside of dairy. Yeah. To a certain and getting, extent. And getting this phone call or just, you know, not even having successes, but getting a phone call where all of a sudden memories start coming back. Yeah. And that's the thing where like, it's sort of puts that across but kind of also is unclear like why do they not remember you know what i mean well because it's all the supernatural aspects of sure yeah when they leave you you come to find out once they have the the dinner together that all of them have this experience of when they leave the town they lose all the memories of Mm -hmm. all this awfulness and when they come back together it starts to reform right snowballing into them i can't imagine having like imagining that happening to you yeah no and and that's a good thing about stephen king is it very he's very good at humanizing the characters Mm -hmm. making you feel their feelings you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so that's what this movie's trying to do stanley is the only one who doesn't make it back he kills himself once he gets the call he goes upstairs slits his wrists in the bathroom right uh so side note it sounded like you said stan lee oh (laughs) (laughs) nope although in real life r.i.p stanley oh uh we see beverly she's in an abusive relationship um i didn't feel like this worked as as it well as it does in the book no they didn't go in they glossed over a lot of it yeah well it's it i mean the movie's three hours long, but they still rush things. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, this is definitely rushed. Because there's, there's a whole fight that happens between Bev and her Yeah, you her get husband. the full spectrum of her relationship and, you know, like, her going to the movies and she can't even smoke a cigarette around the guy. Yeah. And he's just seething with anger. Like he, He's exactly like her father. Yeah, and he's very, very scary, and mm-hmm. you get that from the get with that guy, right? Right. But in this, we barely get any time with him. You don't even know who he is, really. Right. You know what I mean? You just understand, basically, that he's an, an abusive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's getting the hell out of Dodge. Really, this entire section of catching up with the old characters feels very much fast-forwarded. It feels very rushed. Well, I think it feels so rushed because, like I said a little bit ago, Stephen King took so much time to describe things. Like, mm-hmm. in this book, he literally took, like, two full pages to describe what was in a medicine cabinet. Right, right. For for Stanley, right? Or no, it was for... Um, Richie. No, uh, the hypochondriac kid. What's his name? I have it. Eddie. Eddie, yeah. That's going to happen a lot on this, by the way. <laughs> you don't know why I can never remember Eddie. 
Um, but yeah, so like in the book, there's so much, you know, descriptive and it takes forever to actually get them to dairy, yeah. you know, and the movie, it just felt very rushed. Right. So the, we sort of wish there was an in-between sweet right. spot there. <laughs> like we're mad that it's three hours long, but also how dare you rush it? <laughs> well, it's the thing is like, there are things that are important that need, you need context and you need it to be better explained and that, and you know, all like... That's just one of many problems with this sequel. Right. <laughs> um, although I, I just want to put it out there up top. I actually enjoyed this movie for the most part. I did too. For um, the most part. It just, I, there, I had gripes. Right? right. There were things I, I wish they had done better. If we're doing this thing, talking about this movie together, we have to really poke holes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we dislike it. No, it's just we want to be thorough and talk about everything that we can. Um, there's lots of jokes. There's a, there's a joke in here about terrible endings, uh, <laughs> from an author, uh-huh. uh, which of course is winking at King fans. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Um, because Bill is yeah. the one who can't finish yeah. the story. And arguably even this book itself, it has a terrible ending. Right. I don't think so. I really like it, but a lot of people panned it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, turtles in space. And <laughs> well, it's like sell. I mean, yeah, you have an amazing story of this guy trying to find his kid mm-hmm. and all of this shit happening in between. And all of a sudden the book ends. Yeah, right. And then you throw the book across the room because you're so pissed. Uh, same thing with Under the Dome, mm. you know, aliens. And then we're done. And then we're it's done. Like, Come on, man. Something. Give me something. I spent a thousand pages just, with that one, too. Just like a three-page epilogue would be great. So anyway, yeah, there's some, there's some, there is some winking at King fans in this movie, too, which I laughed. And I got to say, there is a lot of laughter in the theater, which, like, they're really jumping on the comedy train with this movie, mm-hmm. which, like, for Richie, I get it. Right. Well, he's a stand-up comedian. That's what he does. It he is Richie, always, correct? Yeah, he just always <laughs> always does jokes. And Bill Hader, it, like you said, is a bright spot of this movie. Mm-hmm. He's very good at that character. But... Bill Hader and the guy who plays Eddie. Yeah. They had such a great chemistry it together. Was cool. yeah. It was cool. But I don't feel like there should be this much comedy in this terrifying Mo- like story right? right which goes along with my it wasn't as scary as i was hoping it would there be. i think it really is aiming at a bigger audience and like that is just something that is a detriment to the way they told this story yeah. i'm sorry listeners i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so losers club loses memory as we mentioned of the town events there we get a bunch of flashbacks of the kids while nice uh, revisits with those kid characters that we really loved uh, from that first movie. Um, it doesn't feel like it's moving the story along, really. It's also, real. I feel like it's just being like, "Hey, you remember how you liked the first movie? Oh, yeah, you remember how you liked the kids? Here remember how are. you liked the kids so much? Well, here's a nice big dose of them. It's not really for. And I don't feel it came across as any more than that of just like being like, "Hey, you like that, didn't you? Well, here's some more of them." 
this is what pissed me off about the kids. Yeah. They CGI'd the kids. Oh, they did. To make yeah. them look younger. And it's noticeable. It's so noticeable with the kid Richie. Yeah. He it, it reminded me of uh Superman and the mustache gate where mm-hmm. they had to spend a million dollars to <laughs> yeah, CGI yeah, yeah. his mustache off. And so the whole movie I'm focusing on how his face looks weird. Well, this whole time, every time they did a flashback. I'm like, why does his face look so weird? His glasses are so much bigger than what they need. I just looked, it looks so terrible. Very weird. And it just took me out of it every time. And I'm just thought, you know, okay. Obviously they aged Finn Wolford. He is, you know, like 17 now and right. he, he looks it, but just let them look older. You know, I would much rather have had that happen. Yeah. Then since they refilmed everything anyway, then we- have them CGI the kids. As as the audience, we know that they are two years older now. We right. we understand it's fine. You didn't film this back to back. Okay, it, we get it. They're kids. They're not quite as kid as they were before. It's not that big of a deal. And if you're <laughs> refilming all the scenes anyway, yeah. then they're all going to look older together, yeah. and it won't be that noticeable. Yeah, but apparently they didn't think so, Debbie. <laughs> and they just they just made it that much more noticeable. By making them CGI younger. Yeah. I don't, I really, gosh, I, I really want to make it clear. We're not trying to shit all over this movie. I love the movie, but I, I just, did lo- it drove I did me crazy looking at, at uh, Richie as a child. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, within these flashbacks, Bowers, we see him get um, arrested for murdering his father. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben's note to Beverly, uh, et cetera. Um, we know about this stuff. We don't really need to go back and see this. Like, I, that's what I'm trying to say is like the flashbacks really just felt forced. Well, I understand the Bowers getting arrested because then we see him again in the movie and he's, you know, okay, breaking yeah, out sure. of a mental So that hospital. maybe is less of a gripe than. So that was fine for me. Yeah. But just, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Like we do see Bowers because, um, he is in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to like. At least mention that. Um, so they get together for a dinner at the restaurant. I really love the dinner scene. So, there, yeah, genuinely scary moment um, in the book uh, as well as in this movie. Um, one of the only scary movies I got, uh, scary moments in this movie, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Although pretty CG heavy, still I liked it. I, felt I liked like it. It I, looked better than uh, Richie. <laughs> And the interaction in this scene, as in the previous version with mm-hmm. Tim Curry, is just fun. Like getting these characters together, seeing them joke around, joke around, and uh, yeah, th- and really comedy heavy, obviously, in the scene. But they're just like uh, it's a bright spot, mm-hmm. right? It's their only bright spot. Um, but it splits up very quickly, and uh, you know, there's you know, we get less of a connection as a group after this. Like they're almost immediately like, Hey, let's split up. Right. You know, which is the antithesis of what they should do, (laughs) but they have to do this thing where it's the ritual of Chud. They have to gather their, uh, what do they call them? Or whatever. Yeah. Their tokens. Um, so, uh, okay. So I'm just going through my notes here. The McAvoy stuff where he starts stuttering, I feel like that worked pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, he's a great actor. I love him. He's actually not American no. and can do an American accent very well and do the stutter. Right. So, 
Kinsley did not agree. Kinsley doesn't agree. Um, I think Hater works as the Joker character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of saves the movie from just kind of plodding along. You know what I mean? Right. Like he will come in with a joke when a scene is really just exposition, right? Right. So that was cool. Jessica Chastain as Bev. I'm kind of half and half on her. She was okay. She was all right. I didn't. I, I honestly did not feel as strong a connection as I did with the Bev uh, from the first movie. I like the kids a lot better. Yeah. Um. I think just across the board, the first chapter was better. Well, that's how the original was too. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and Eddie won me over in his sort of final scenes of this movie, mm-hmm. where where um. You know, he's dying or whatever. Right. Uh, so they go and do their things. We go back to the hotel. No one wants to be in Derry anymore. <laughs> Most are trying to leave. Um, Mike uh, is able to stop Bill from leaving. Mm-hmm. And he doses him. <laughs> Which uh, is an interesting approach with some like Native American root or something. And then uh, we get the origin story of Pennywise, which is kind of, eh, it's weird. Um, I mean. The supernatural monster just feels like it's another big CG moment that just feels like way out of place, sort of. I don't know. It just didn't work for me, really. It was just a big cg sort of thing i appreciated that they at least tried to explain yeah so which doesn't happen in the original movie no and you know the book does its best too right um you know the big ending sequence which um you know i mentioned turtle in space (laughs) it's a big battle where you know, I think it's Bill is, um, or no, actually, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Richie is battling him in space. Or, the Joker character. Mm. Is that Richie? Mm-hmm. They're, it's so hard to explain <laughs> to have it even make any sense. I think that's why they didn't include it. I think I mentioned in our previous podcast that I really wanted it included. Because you did, yeah, because it's so crazy. It's so crazy that like it will make people either really love or really hate the movie alone. You know right. what I mean? And I just like challenging movie watching and storytelling. Well, you get all the book lovers. So they're yeah. like, yes, we're finally seeing yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it, I mean, there's a way they could have done it, I think. Um, just do it like it's told and see what happens. <laughs> see what right? happens. Um, so anyway, there's a space battle where there's a turtle helping him, um, tell him how he has to defeat Pennywise. Um, it's batshit crazy, but it's so awesome. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I'm still reading the book. I keep, I keep coming back to it every, every once in a while. And I really cannot wait till I get to this part. Like I have a really long way to go because the book's a million pages. Sure. But yeah, I'm really excited. I've hyped it big time, (laughs) but it's just... It goes hand in hand with all this Indian ritual stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, uh, I think it's around this time that Bowers' zombie friend delivers a knife to him while uh, adult Bowers is in the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he escapes the mental hospital. Uh, Bowers does not get his due in this movie. 
uh, in the story, in the original story of it, in the novel, he is such a scary character. Yeah. He is completely unhinged. You know what I mean? You think he's gonna? He's around every corner because right. he is Pennywise's tool. Yeah, so he, as a flesh and blood character that could literally kill any of these people at any time. You know what right. I mean? Especially once he escapes from the hospital, you're like, you think he's anywhere, right? Which, how bad were their security for that yeah. hospital? I mean, um, you shank a couple people and you're free, right? <laughs> and uh, actually, in these, in the token stuff with uh with Richie um when he's in the movie theater and he's playing Street Fighter or whatever Mortal Kombat or whatever mm-hmm. it is Bowers comes in and is being like you know calling him gay or whatever mm-hmm. that kind of harkens back to the original novel where Bowers is a closeted gay person and um gets one of the gang members to um you know be sexual with him mm-hmm. and you know is violent against his gang mem- gang member friend and like tells him like you better not tell anybody or I'll kill you you know like all like crazy you know what i mean yeah. like closeted homosexuals they can't do that in this movie because they're aiming at too big of an audience and it's a whole different right. day and age we can't really go there you know what i mean but they sort of in a way, do it through this other character. You know what I mean? Like, they call him gay. Mm-hmm. And I think in the book he is, I can't remember, um, you know, the, the member of the Losers Club that is in the scene. Um, so I don't know. I I just feel like Bowers didn't get his due. He's right. way too scary of a character um, in the book to not have anything. I feel like they showed him just as much as the original movie showed yeah. him. For sure. And and not any more than that. Yeah. And that's, you know, I don't know why they chose to do that, but it's, it is what it is. Okay. So characters had to split up collector totems for the ritual. Pennywise chases them around instead of just killing them while he has them trapped. It doesn't make any sense, but we're just moving right along. Right. He's got to play with them. Apparently. Um, There's weird, funny CG in this stuff where there's like Paul Bunyan See, and Um, this is when I say I really wish we would have seen Pennywise more. Instead of all of these other creepy things coming after Mm -hmm. them, I would It is Pennywise, but it's like I would rather have seen him as Pennywise. And then uh, we get the old woman giant that's chasing Bev around, Mm -hmm. which just was weird to me. This that stuff just wasn't scary. No. I didn't feel like it was scary. So which I heard people laughing. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what it's trying to do. No. And and again, that goes back to, I wish it was scarier. Yeah. And I think it would have been had they showed Pennywise more, like they did in the in part one. Yeah. You know? Like, Tim Curry is the scary in that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, him as the clown. Yeah. He looks scary himself. Right. So, use Skarsgård. Who looks he even looks scarier. Scary. Yeah. yeah. Just in the makeup, not any CG added. Right. You know what I mean? Like in the original or in part one, when he came out of the uh, the film reel, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, when they're in the garage. I mean, when that happened and then like they showed him right there, I screamed in the movie theater. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like I said, oh, fuck. And then I realized I screamed, oh, fuck. So then I said, oh, shit. To cover <laughs> that. 
<laughs> slightly less, still a curse. So, right, but yeah. all adults. It's fine. Yeah, right. Or it should be all adults. It's not though, apparently. No, but but then that made me laugh because it scared me so yeah. badly. And then uh, here we see Bill get his bike, and we Aww. get the Stephen King cameo, which was fun. Oh, it was amazing. And he's he's doing his best main accent, which everybody loves that. Mm-hmm. And he's doing his best at making fun of himself. Yeah, that this, but this entire section, not just the King thing, but all of the Chud going to get the totems, also felt overlong. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this was a big chunk. It was that could definitely have been shortened or figure out some new way that's actually scary, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then we get the kid under the bleacher scene, which needs to be mentioned because that's one of the actual only scary moments yeah. in this. That was freaky. Um, I know I felt bad the for... entire time. You're like, run yeah. away, do not go there, and it's just, it's just Pennywise in the dark, mm-hmm. and that's all it needs to be. Yeah. We don't need any giant monsters running around. No. Just just Pennywise just eating kids. That's him, all I needed. It's just Pennywise tricking this kid, right? That is the essence of what is so scary about him. <laughs> God. That's what needed to be focused on. <laughs> that is the core, right? Right. And we didn't get any we didn't get more of that. The we, only other time we got that was in the funhouse maze. Right. Um which I believe that's this moment where they're coming back to me to the library and Bill is like, no, I have to go save this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he goes Which, to save the skater kid. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Pennywise tries to split the group up because they aren't as strong when they're separated. That is a thing that runs throughout the original story. Yeah, it's a common theme. Uh, so then we go to the sewer. Um, they try the ritual Pennywise attacks them. Uh, Mike lied about the fate of the Indian group who uh, we saw that backstory earlier mm-hmm. where they were trying to. The very psychedelic. Right. We They were trying to kill Pennywise. And uh, Mike says, yeah, that's how they got him the first time. But there was this scratched out part mm-hmm. on the, the Indian artifact that he stole from <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but Mike lied about it when, uh, you know, they didn't actually kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, so now they are faced with the same situation because Mike lied. Right. So the losers have to overcome their fears of, uh, various things. Right. Um, so Bev has a flashback back to the bathroom from Mm -hmm. the first one where she's getting, trash and stuff poured on her Mm -hmm. uh ben is trapped inside their clubhouse that kind of thing right i i did love the scene with richie and eddie though where they had the doors again as adults yeah see that (laughs) that scene i liked i liked the humor in that scene because the little dog Right. Well, I I liked it because in the first part, there was humor in that scene mm-hmm. with the kids. So I was happy that they kind of, you know, brought that between the adult versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. The Well, we know <laughs> we know that if it says very scary. Yeah. So don't go to that scary. one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I thought it was just OK. Yeah. We're going to we're going to differ on opinion <laughs> on that one. I, I did like the little Pomeranian, though, of course. Right. Um, 
that was i think that is more to show their those two characters relationship mm-hmm. you know which again was kind of funny you yeah. know what i mean um forgot to mention there was a wink at the turtle uh in i think it's ben's totem scene where they're watching in the classroom mm-hmm. uh and it's fake bev in there with him and there's a turtle in that classroom. So oh, I didn't once I saw that, I was like, okay, we're not getting into the turtle thing then because they just showed that <laughs> right. to appease whoever mm-hmm. likes the turtle stuff. Pretty much just me. Um, so, okay. So in the battle, Pennywise, there's a giant spider. There's lots mm-hmm. of ducking and dodging. Which he's not only a giant spider, he's a giant spider with Pennywise face. Yeah. So that was better than. So instead of the original yeah. where it's just a giant spider, yeah. it's it's giant spider with Pennywise face. Now which, they have money. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's millions and millions of dollars behind this. So they which can Which I actually, liked better. Yeah. Uh, I liked better, but I didn't like. I didn't like. <laughs> I still didn't like it. But I yeah. liked it better. Um, Eddie uses a spear. Um. Then he gets impaled. Yeah. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They make Pennywise small by insulting him. Uh, they basically use his own tactics against him. Uh, they create the illusion that he is uh, small mm-hmm. um, when he is not, um, you know. Well, I, I always I found it interesting because Pennywise is such such this big bad person. Yeah. Well, not person, but big bad character. Alien. Yeah. And he can just do so many things. But what hurts him is insults. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, I think what it is is just using the illusions, uh, reflecting them back against him. Yeah. Right. And their powers as a group which I don't feel comes across as well as it should. No. Their power as a group combined uh, makes Captain Planet. <laughs> no, it it is what gives them the power to destroy to him. Destroy him. Mm-hmm. Them not fearing him, right? Right. And using his own illusion of fear or whatever against him is what kills him. It's so, just funny because it's like sticks and stones can break my bones, right. but words can never hurt me. Yeah. Unless I'm Pennywise. Yeah. And then, yeah, that, the words do hurt. Yeah, so anyway, Pennywise dies. It's somehow they still haven't been able to portray this in a very climatic way no. that is that pays off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in any version. No. <laughs> and by most people's opinion, not even the book version. So, I don't know. Maybe everyone's right, maybe everyone's wrong. Um, but that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? don't remember how it ended. In uh, the new one. Well, in the new one, is they make him small, and then he uh, regresses into the rock, and then he becomes nothing. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I didn't even remember. Yeah, then he just like is a part of this like ship or rock or oh, whatever it is in the right. And then they somehow escape from that lair when they climb down a well that right, is yeah. seemingly impossible <laughs> to climb up out of. I don't know how they got out. I mean, it looks like there's just another way out. There's, a, there's, a, there's a secret tunnel that just yeah. goes right outside. Right. So why didn't they take that mm-hmm. to get in there? <laughs> Which in the in the book, the way that they figure their way out is they all have group sex. Well, <laughs> because that's why they do that, right? Because they're lost in the tunnels. I yeah, I think it's like runs concurrently with the battle too. Yeah, it's this. Uh, 
I mean, they should have just had an orgy and then they would have been like, boop, right yeah. on out. Which is another thing they got left out of this movie. We're, we're never going to see no, child we're orgy. Not. We're never going to see that. It's actually. Or gangbang. Yeah, it's less of an orgy and more of a gangbang. It's like a train being equally, run on Bev. Equally um, offensive yeah. today. <laughs> just weird. That, okay. When people said they don't like the ending of it, that part I understand. <laughs> but that wasn't even the ending, right? That's like in the middle of the book. No, it's closer to the end. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it, like I said, it sort of is when they're in the tunnels. It's when they're getting out as kids. Yes. Yeah. Um, It's kind of batshit crazy. Just the whole like the turtle thing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't, I, explaining it is harder than actually reading it uh-huh. you know and trying to understand it so i don't know it is what it is um okay so pennywise dies um then we go to a bluffs scene um they all jump in as adults bev finally um kisses ben underwater because earlier she finds out that it's ben who wrote the poem uh the poem right the group then goes their separate ra- separate Your hair ways. Is ember fire. Right. <laughs> I don't. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, who else stays? I guess it's Mike and Bill, who are in town for the longest. Mm. No, because Bill's out of town and they're just talking on the phone. I think there's a lot of phone conversations that happen. Uh, so, sort of over the end of the movie, we get the letter from Stanley. That says he took himself out for the good of the group because he knew before even going, once he got the call, he's like, I'm not strong enough for this. I have to take myself out so that they'll be strong enough mm-hmm. together to make this happen. Otherwise, he, he will bring everyone down. Yeah. Pennywise would have found him. Because they'll, they'll the all be link. trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so Richie writes uh, Eddie's initials on the bridge. That's how you know that he was kind of in love with him. Therefore, he is homosexual in some way is that what they were insinuating yeah i mean i kind of got that hmm. especially since the earlier thing where like they're calling him gay yeah. and stuff like i just kind of, that i mean maybe that's just me that's how i interpreted it but um I, either way they're super close yeah so i just thought it, was it works they, on both they broke out so much yeah it right works on he died it works both ways yeah so um yeah so I guess let me go back to my earlier more general notes. Uh initial takeaways book versus the movie. I really feel like the presentation is the key to this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like the way they tell the story in the second movie just doesn't work. Mhm. Um, it works better than the original part two. Yes. But I feel like overall. Um, part one's still the best. Part one is for sure the best, but like the entire story combined part one and two, I feel like could have been presented completely differently. It could be. I feel like it should be more like the book in that way. Right. I feel like they, they followed the original movie or miniseries a lot more than they did the book, but they yeah. did throw some things in from the book that the miniseries didn't. Throw. Right. And then also, I feel like they tried. So in this newest reinterpretation, chapters one and two, first movie is all kids. Mm-hmm. 
Second movie is kids and adults mixed. Mm -hmm. If it was like the book, it would be mixed throughout. It would, and, the first part would have kids and adults. Yes. And the second part would have kids and adults. Right. Right. And um, I feel like it just works better that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And especially since... When we get to part two and they're trying to do the flashback stuff, mm -hmm. I feel like that is trying too hard to appease fans of the book. If they were going to do that, they should have started out doing that. Well, and also I, I agree because I feel like then you would have had the camaraderie more. You yeah. would have seen that the adults are, are more close knit and, you know. Yeah. And you and I mean. I feel like that's a huge problem with the second movie is you don't feel hardly any connection with these adult characters. No. Because you aren't, you weren't told the story. From that, the beginning. Yeah. And for better or worse, some of these actors are better than, are, are not as good as the child actors and vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's a big problem. You know what I mean? For what it is, this movie is just okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, both of us said we liked and or loved this movie at certain times. Mm -hmm. Other times we're like, this is taking too long. Other times we're like, this is dog shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I will still buy it when it comes out on yeah. DVD. And I'll watch it several times, I'm sure. And I I would like to get more thoughts. on. For, and when you let me borrow the first chapter, like I watched all the bonus features. I know, I that's what I really want to see, the bonus features. I can't remember if there was... Um, commentary or not if there was i watched it with commentary too but um yeah there's a lot of problems with this um let's see yeah as i said sort of bringing the kids back is not really serving the story as much as it is trying to appease fans of the first mm -hmm. movie well, or, yeah, because we all book. love the kids right um if they're going to do that, it needs to boost this movie that we're watching, and it didn't feel like that it did. Mm -mm. Well, no, because it was CGI kids, and every time it took away. Yeah, and so, um, you know, more comparisons to the first movie. Did you, I, I mean, did you feel like, like the book does? Okay, so Dairy in the book is a sick town. Mm -hmm. Like, the adults are all sickened by the town mm -hmm. and the kids because of their innocence are and they're just s seemingly like able to be a little bit impervious from Pennywise's trickery a little bit like they sort of see around it mm -hmm. and they use each other's strength to battle him right mm -hmm. um do you feel that this movie interpreted Derry as a sick town at all no like, I didn't really get that either. No, I felt that more with the first one, though. Yeah. Like, I just... We we get these instances, like, the movie opens with these bullies. Right. Right? Or the Bowers group uh, later in the theater scene. Um, you know. I felt like in the first one, in part one, they showed more of the townspeople ignoring things. Yeah, the the uh, parents. Yeah, than they did in, in this right. one of people being oblivious. Yeah, and now as adults, like, you barely get any interaction with the people in the town. Right. There's almost no, there's no consequence to anything that is happening. No, I mean, that hotel that they're staying at, it's almost like nobody's running it. Yeah. Remember? There's no one there no. the entire time. 
Like so, they're going behind the bar, they're making themselves drinks, you know, they're hanging out on the steps and it's like, well, who's running this place? Um, when, uh, when Bill goes to the maze and the kid gets killed in the maze and there's blood everywhere, you never hear about anything. Yeah. There's no carnival. There's no carnies around. Nobody's the there. Place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, it just doesn't feel like a real world or even a supernatural world. Because you, there is no consequence, mm -hmm. right? So if there is no consequence, then what are we even doing? Right. You know what I mean? Um, we talked a little bit about the CG, how it, it wasn't scary. Uh, several fellow audience members just outright laughing at the CG. Yeah, just show the clown. No he, <laughs> just show the clown. Scar starts, did such a good job with like manipulating his face yeah. and making his eyes go different ways yeah. and curling his lip in that way. Like you don't need CGI with him. He's creepy enough. Yeah, with the getup on. We uh, I actually reached out to um friend of the show Nic <laughs> Nicole, um who I called Jacole during season one mm -hmm. <laughs> um i i told her hey if you want to contribute send me any of your thoughts she's like i haven't seen it chapter one or it chapter two so i don't have any thoughts so that's fair enough yeah. i think she said she had bad past experiences with uh stephen king reinterpretations like movies yeah. and stuff so totally get it yeah nicole um i mean they definitely redeemed themselves with part one yeah it, that was just such a, and, and I mean, part two, it made tons of money and I never said I hated it. I just, I just hoped it was, I just hoped there was more. I just wish there had been more. Um, more notes, hardly any, uh, story arc for Mike Hanlon really just felt like he's doing exposition throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Feels forced. Sorry. I've gas happening uh let's see yeah not really any connection with hardly anybody in this movie no uh let's see here yeah the genius kind of of the novel to me is the back and forth between the children and adults and how that builds up your attachment and your love of these characters mm -hmm. and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. Right. And, uh, we don't really get that. No, I was more scared for them as children. As adults, I was like, Meh. exactly. Um, yeah. So again, gotta say no turtle in space. Uh, Glad the child orgy scene not included. Um, oh, also, soundtrack is kind of non-existent. Yeah. I mean, like barely any noticeable things, mm -hmm. right? I think my friend Ian mentioned a moment. Uh, bizarre musical cue during Eddie's token collection sequence. I don't know. Um I don't really Soundtracks are music. super important to horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like almost if nothing else is working, sometimes the soundtrack is able to punctuate certain things. Yeah, it carries it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Tim Curry's it. We mentioned in our review of that how the creepy keyboard, Casio keyboard clown music mm -hmm. was happening. And it's like, yes, that totally works for this. More of the clown stuff, mm -hmm. right? Were you disappointed that we didn't get any type of Tim Curry uh, cameo? No, I 
honestly, like... Because I know people were still holding out for that. No, I feel like um, Skarsgård worked so well in the first one that I was hoping they would just keep to keep them separate. Yeah. Like, everybody knows. Everybody who knows about Tim Curry already knows that was great. And, yeah. like... Um, I'm glad we got the Stephen King cameo. Yes, nice. for sure. I, you know, and like you said, like some of the previous kids as grownups are in this. Right. So that's kind of cool Easter egg stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what more stuff we don't know about yet. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, last night where uh, Breck and Meyer... Uh, mm. who used to be in Road Trip, and he's all over the place. But He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Right. Um, he co-created Robot Chicken, mm-hmm. or was one of the people that with helped Seth Green. Helped yeah, he's like it, right. best friends with Seth Green. So he was talking about how they did. They initially did the first Star Wars special, and it it happened because they did the phone call skit to the emperor mm-hmm. in the like one of the first maybe the first season of robot chicken yeah where the, the vader story, is calling him yeah the story of robot chicken is amazing it's crazy yeah. yeah how they're just like fans of toys yeah and how they just <laughs> they, get rights to everything because right. everybody's in love with their show yeah so anyway they're playing with the Star Wars stories and the Lucasfilm people get turned on to it and they show it to George yeah. and then they get invited to the ranch and they have these meetings with him and somehow it gets pitched to him almost right away. Like we want to do a full special of Star Wars. Yeah. That's just amazing. And so in doing so, they get to play around with the Star Wars story, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where a lot of sequels and reinterpretations get off way off the road into the weeds is that they don't do love letters to the stuff like fans of the material would. Mm -hmm. They get too precious about little things and they're not having fun (laughs) with it. Um, And I feel like the best sequels and the best reinterpretations are love letters to the thing. Mm-hmm. So like if it was going to be that we would have had a more book friendly version version. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, they could learn something from Rick and Meyer and Seth Green. Right. <laughs> um, Which who, by the way, was in the original it. Yeah. Seth Green. Exactly. Oh, there's you a connection beep, there. Beep, Richie. Yeah. Um, other comments from people in that horror group is that we I initially said this is that it was much too long. Um, I want to quote my friend Ian, who was in my old band, um, our old band, mm-hmm. going back to that. Um, he said, I just saw it last night. I feel like I enjoyed it more than most. But like Eric said, the link was a bit much. I get that it's a thousand plus page book and there's a lot of material to put back to pack in. But some parts seem unnecessarily long, especially the sappy epilogue. It just kept on. And I think he means the ending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just kept on going. And there, he is right. There is like three endings. Kind right. Of. Um, yeah. And then let's see. He says, I've read about half the book. I'm not quick enough to uh, read the full book in one library mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, takeaway from it. Um what he did get through, though, it seemed to be pretty toned down the movie he's talking about. Uh, even the extremely violent scene scenes 
like the bridge by the carnival mm-hmm. and Bez encounter with her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, that part hit me way harder than any of the supernatural stuff. Yep. Uh, Eric said, yeah, you rarely hear me complain about anything being too long unless it really, really is. Um, I never mind a longer runtime as long as it's covering the story or the story is fully engrossing, but I found myself bored during the sappy uh, ending, etc. Ian replied, I do want to say I thought all the actors knocked it out of the park, especially Bill Hader, which we also mm-hmm. said. Um, they all did a really good job, seeming like the same people we saw as kids in Chapter 1 and, and the flashback scenes and all the jabs at King's endings were hilarious. So he might have liked that a little more than we did. I did like the King nods, though. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I didn't really have a problem with the runtime. I just wish they would have used their time more wisely and what they chose to showcase. Which like, I think is kind of what they were saying, too. Right. Yeah, I mean... Which is what we touched on earlier. The The Bev scene is a lot more in-depth with her husband and the beginning part with the... Um, the, uh, the, the bridge. Cu- yeah, the bridge with the couple who, right. you know, are being harassed. And and even um, Mike's backstory where there's a um, there's a slavery era club or maybe it's like maybe it's like um, early 1900s club or something like that that like gets burned down while it's full of people mm-hmm. um, that like barely gets touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they even switched it to be like his parents or something like that, or yeah, his family his, members. It's, it's his parents that were in a yeah. house that was burning. Cause they, they show that in the beginning yeah. or in the first part when he's a kid. So, you know, they took some liberties and they shortened and lengthened things. And yes, that is stuff that you have to do when you're making movies. Totally understand. Um, but I feel like it wasn't, um, accomplished as well as it could have been accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this to say that, yes, we did do a ton of hole poking during mm-hmm. this. Um, however, the novel is still very, very much worth reading. Um, it remains a classic, despite what people think about the ending of it. Mm-hmm. It is one of his masterworks. It's amazing. Um, it, it's certainly something I recommend to anybody who's never even read any King. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though it's over a thousand pages, doesn't matter. It does move along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not a thing where you're spent. You spend time wondering, like, why am I reading this? Right. Like that. Those are bad books where you're just you end up putting it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're not fully engrossed. The reason why I kept putting it down is because I was like, oh, shit, it's going to get scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing <laughs> is like the stuff that they shortened in the and these two movies are things that are genuinely scary mm-hmm. and like deserve more time were the stuff that we felt like was overbloated in the on this movie alone. Them going around and getting tokens or whatever. Yeah. Uh, totems. We keep saying tokens, and it's totems. Totems. Um, tokens are in the institute. That's a different <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, no, they. It just they were totally off the mark, and unfortunately, I have to uh, give this movie barely a pass. Mm. And that, 
I feel like that's being generous for part two. Part one, love it oh still. Oh my god, so good. Part one's great. Um, wish I could. Wish I got a different movie for the second one. It'd be really hard to watch part one and part two back to back. Oh yeah, it would. Because I mean, they're just two separate, completely separate, different movies. I don't. Yeah, and I would tone wise. I'm curious to know. If writers changed, if director changed, I didn't look that up, unfortunately. I should yeah, I know, know that. Uh, but anyway, that is going to cl- conclude our review of this movie. We'll be back very soon to talk episode one of season two, Castle Rock. I'm so excited for that. I'm Castle very Rock. excited for that. It's can, I'm, It has to be better than this. <laughs> it will be because it's a TV show and they can spread it out. And Yeah. Although, like Castle Rock first season, you're like, they only have two episodes left. How are they going to wrap this shit up? And then somehow they did. They did two mixed results as well. Because it felt kind of fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you want to hear all of our thoughts on season one, please go back and listen to those. Also, watch the show first. Watch the show first, please. Watch it in conjunction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can hear about me whine about Skarsgård. Go back and listen to our review of It featuring Tim Curry. Mm. We did. Did we do two episodes of that? I think we might have. I don't remember. I think I I don't remember either. (laughs) I just remember when I was rewatching it. It, It's so funny when you say it that way. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because I feel like I need to say it again. Um, It made me laugh because of how scared I was as a kid. Yeah. That I could be so creeped out by those things when right. it just seemed so cheesy now. Right. It aged. It didn't age um, badly. It just aged weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it'll be interesting to see, like, with this movie, when Dexter finally is able to see. Oh yeah. You know, if when he's an adult and looks back at it, is he gonna go, "Oh, why was that scary?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Although now, as an adult, the first one scared me. So I don't know. Well. Um, Hopefully this review didn't scare you. Please leave us uh, five stars if you liked it. Or if you didn't like it, five stars. Please. I mean, you you toughed it out. You made it through this if you didn't like it. I don't know how you got through the entire episode. Five stars for you for yeah, there you getting go. through it all. See, we gave you five stars. Return us the favor, exactly. right? Uh, until next time, bye-bye. Bye. <coughs> there it is. Keeping it in.